Do you wanna play a game? Do you like scary movies? Do you wanna eat some brains? Is your chainsaw arm groovy? How bloodthirsty could a talking plant be? Eat your liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Come play with us forever, cause down here we all float. I never drink wine, so you're gonna need a bigger boat. Or a throat to choke, whether you're in the prim or dairy. Got red rum where your blood from, put your dead son in the cemetery. It's him or carry, be very afraid. You'll be our number one fan and get carried away. All working, no play, you know it always means you're in trouble, son. I came to chew gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. What if Quint killed Jaws' his father? What if the Bob's body was marijuana? What if the leprechaun got a job as a bank guard? What if the Wolfman had a cowbell instead of Every Nars? scary movie made since Oscar Wilde was writing letters Had canon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better So put your earbuds in and forget what you're planning It's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a cannon 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 Shoot him out of a cannon. Shoot him out of a cannon. Shoot him out of a cannon. Head cannon. Head cannon. Welcome to Head Cannon. Tonight we have a very special guest with us, Mr. Sean Jones. How are you doing this evening? I'm good, guys. I'm good. I haven't seen y'all so long. It's so crazy. I know. It's so good to see you to your faces. This is great. <laughs> it's good to see you too, man. We were just talking about, uh, you know, it's probably been seven years since I left Indy. Probably haven't talked to you in that time. Uh, we know you from comedy sports in Indianapolis. Uh, are you still performing with them, or what? Do you what have you been up to since you know since I last saw you? Uh, no, um, I'm not performing. I'm not performing with them. It's been a while since I performed with them. Um, but um, I moved into uh, working a lot more. Um, so I work at the, I'm the manager, one of the managers at the, com, uh, at comic sports at the children's museum of Indianapolis, uh, store. Nice. Well, I've been there almost actually, you know what, man? I actually been there almost seven years next month. Okay. I, I was going to say, I thought, I, I feel like I, maybe I just saw it on Facebook or something, but I feel like I knew that you worked there. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been there. And then, uh, before that I spent like five years, at um, um, the Lego store. That's oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, and I yeah, I was at comedy stores when I was at the Lego store. So yeah, <laughs> it's been a nice. while. So I just you know just mainly working and everything. So yeah, nice. That, well, yeah. Now that my youngest is seven, I feel like I've spent a lot more time in Lego stores over the last couple of years than I have like, oh, yeah. any time before that. You know. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like yeah, it's literally like the best toy. Like, I I, I honestly think it's like one of the best toys ever. Because just like you can just make anything with them, yeah. Like you can do that. You can make anything with them. And you can get like your imagination with them and stuff. And um, my little sister, I don't know if y'all remember, because I used to bring her around all the time uh, around the comedy sports. Uh, she's 16 now, mm -hmm. and her friends now just being like, "Hey, you, uh, your sister told us you got a bunch of Legos," and I was like picking her up from school. I'm like, "Yeah." They were like. I mean, can you bring them? Cause you know we're having a party. You want to build some Legos and stuff? I'm like, that's what sixteen year olds do. I thought it was like Euphoria. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, just, uh, I, I didn't know that's what kids do, but okay. Yeah, you're like I thought you were all like Zendaya. You know? Yeah, that's what I thought. But yeah, I was like, oh, okay. And I just gave him like a jug of Legos that she had when she was a baby. So I was like, hey, here you go. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. Well, it's and and my son like my my. <laughs> 
like pulling up to like all sorts of parties, just like a jug of Legos. It's like a college party. It's like go my own Lego guy. Like John's here. I'm imagining him with like a a like a uh, converted ice cream truck, and there's like a pipe out the top that just kind of shoots Legos <laughs> out as he drives by. <laughs> yeah, and then like it's like a spring on the top, and then it just kind of keeps like like every time you stop, you just see the big Lego. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It. It's amazing one time, and then like the people in the community are just like, "There's just too many Legos. <laughs> There's too many Legos here." Like, please stop. We can't even walk in our yards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It has to be a black brick guy. <laughs> I gotta represent the black brick. <laughs> um, how about you, Brent? How how have you been doing? Oh, good, good. I'm um, just bracing for possible crazy snowstorms. Oh yeah. And hopefully, hopefully it's a it's a it's a day off. I'm hoping. <laughs> Oh, that, I wish that all the time, and it never happens. Oh, I know. I want a snow day. Yeah. Snow day. Yeah. Well, and nowadays, like, they just have the, they can have the kids do school from home. So do they even do, like, a lot of places don't even do school days anymore. Right. Yeah, my kids would have, like, a virtual day, but it's really easy. They just have to log in and probably do a couple assignments and maybe watch a video. Right. The school that I work at, we wouldn't even do that. Our students aren't equipped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like my yeah, my little sister's school. Um, yeah, they they were doing hybrid for a while. They were doing hybrid for a while. Then they was just like, "Oh, just come in." And so she's mad because yeah, when the school day hit, they were just like, "Well, you still got to do like sign language. You still got to do this class. You got to do that class." And she's yeah. mad. It's just like he was gonna go to school anyway. So <laughs> oh, that that reminds me for because this is something that's only a little bit related. I would forget it otherwise. But um, my daughter is getting really she's. She's been reading for a long time, but but she's but now it's like she reads for like more context into things. Mm-hmm. So like we're driving, and if and if you've ever been with like a little kid who's just learning to read, they read all the signs mm-hmm. as you drive through. And then we drive past LA Fitness, and my daughter was like, "Why is there Spanish in that word in that <laughs> sign?" La fitness. Like, oh, La fitness. I remember as as one of my like young daughters was learning to read, uh, we drove past a sign that was like it was like Jesus Christ is coming, and this just like what little exposure she's had. She was like she's like Dad, who's Jesus Christ? Like that sounds scary. Right. Tell tell him I don't oh, want Jesus, I, I don't want him to. Jesus is coming for you. Jesus is coming for me? No. <laughs> no. No. See, that's the thing. I, I know there's like a church of there's a church of Satan, right? Mm-hmm. But like, what if what if like it wasn't like filled with like goth looking people? Like, what if like you went to your call center job and you sat in a cubicle with a saint, with just like a normal person? Just, hey, Bob. Hello, hey, Tom. You know, whatever. And then, but. Like one guy's a Christian and one guy's just like a, a he's a Satan worshiper, mm-hmm. but like just looking normal. Like, wouldn't that be interesting? <laughs> oh, yeah. it was like stigma. It was if it, it, it was as though like a Protestant and and like a Catholic were like in the same room. You know, right. you wouldn't really be able to tell the difference. <laughs> well, well, and that's they do. Like I've seen interviews with with people from the uh, Church of Satan, and they do like 
a lot interviews I've seen, they'll like dress up in suits and they just look like anybody yeah. else. And a, a lot of times the things they'll do is like, if Christians want to put like a big statue of Jesus on public property, like outside of a library or something, then they'll step in and be like, Oh cool. Yeah. Freedom of religion. Uh, we also, we want to put a big picture of big statue of Satan on the yeah. other side, you know? So it's kind of like, well, if they right. get to do it, then we get to do it too. But actually I saw a clip of a guy on Tucker Carlson just recently. And the guy was like, so well-spoken that, Tucker Tucker Carlson was just like totally bewildered because he wasn't expecting it. The guy was just like, well, right, right. <laughs> and Tucker was like, well, ah, but you guys, you're like dirty Satan worshipers. I'm like, well, we we're really just exposing the hypocrisy, like it, you know, in your shit. So yeah, it's just like it's one of those things. Just like what's different, you know, besides good and evil, it's just like what's different between what you guys do and what you do. We worship somebody. And we go to, you know, we go to church. We try not to hurt anybody, but, you know, that's what we do. And, yeah, it's just like, that's what, what we do in the, yeah, here. And then they really can't have an argument. Do you, ha do you have to, like, hurt things to be, to worship Satan? I don't know much about it. I'm making fun of it. It may be cool. Yeah. It may no, be a lot of fun I, to go to the service. I, You're I, right. I, like, well, I, I, think, I think there are probably, like, People who do like worship Satan and like think they're, I, I, but I think the main like Church of Satan, if you go with like to what like the biggest website or find, I think it's mostly people who don't even necessarily believe in Satan. They just, it. it's almost a satirical religion to hold up a mirror to yeah. like the privileges that Christianity has in this country. You know what I mean? Like, it's like the Antichrist. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> have you guys, have I ever told you about, I saw this video. <laughs> I saw this video one time about these guys who didn't like the Church of Scientology, and it's in California. They have like oh. a, there's a Church of Scientology, Sean, where yeah. like it looks like it's, it's a gigantic complex, right? Oh yeah, I've seen that. I've seen and that. It's got it's got the Church of Scientology, huge sign, a beautiful sign on the front, and these dudes, man, they wait until it's dark outside, and they pull up with like this amazing video projector. And they just project the, in huge block letters underneath the sign. Just project the word "sucks." <laughs> <laughs> and, and they just sit outside and just like just wait for the church. And oh man, it's so funny. But it's just like it's just like all right. It's like it's it was like it's it's the joke. But yeah. what's the goal? Like, right. <laughs> it's closed down for the night. There's nobody inside. The cops come oh, and they're like, we don't. Nobody inside. It's, it's nighttime, and they were like, "We don't know what to do here." That was yeah. That that was the best part was the because I, I think you sent me that video, Brent, and I love that. Yeah, the cops were like, "Yeah, we really don't know what the rules are here. Like, we don't know, we don't know what's okay and what's not." Like, I think they eventually were like, "You might go to jail for this." Right. So, and until unless we we're about to get word about if it's legal or not. So if you leave now, we'll just say we don't know where you are right <laughs> i think they might have left it was so good <laughs> well but then didn't they keep i think that same group kept fucking with the scientologists and like they started to go to meetings or they tried to infiltrate them am i thinking of the same thing or was that something else i don't think they tried to infiltrate i think again like they tried to hold up that mirror okay like yeah about. but i don't remember any further than that i, I think i went down maybe a, sh a shallow rabbit hole that was it <laughs> yeah. that, that video was just my mother 
is super into like the Scientology documentaries. Like she's like anti. Literally, she will have like hour long conversations with people about it. It's like she's investigating herself, and it's just like I don't even know if there's like a Scientology thing here where she can investigate it. But she was just like, "See, this girl went missing," and then Tom Cruise got into it, and just like you're super into it. And literally, like every time they did a Doctor Phil episode, they did like a whole bunch of episodes. She was like, "I watched Doctor Phil one, and I remember seeing that lady on the documentary from HBO." And it's just like you're way too into this. Like, is she like that with anything else, or is that? No, that's the thing. Weird, like, bitch. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, because my uh, my sister and my sister in law are into like the crime, you know, like the crime docs from like. Oh, my mom tried to get in to know she wasn't, but if you talk about Scientology with her, that woman will not shut the hell up about it. Like, she would go crazy for it. Like, yeah. And I think they have another one. What's their name? Uh, Leo Remedy. Remedy? Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she had her documentary, season three. My mom got it. Like, okay, I know season three is coming on on this episode and everything. Yeah. So much so, she doesn't even have Facebook. And um, she doesn't have Facebook, and um, Leah Remedy was on um, Jada Pinkett uh, Pinkett Smith's Red Table Talk. Uh She was like, can I use your Facebook to watch that? (laughs) 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 She's so into it. Oh, man. I I think the only time I've watched that was that awkward talk where it was like her and Will Smith, like after it came out that she was – that she had been been dating – Bear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She'd been with that other guy. But man, that yeah. was did you see that? It was so awkward. So, um, August Augustine is the guy's name. He's a he's yeah. a terrible R and B artist. But um but um yeah, so they split up and then basically she just was having sex with this guy. Mm. Will Smith, I'm pretty sure he was having sex with people. But <laughs> he just never let it known. But I was just always like, this is why keep your dirty stuff to yourself and just be because this guy started blabbing about it and i'm just looking at it like i if if i had the honor and privilege of having sex with jada i wouldn't tell people that's for me right (laughs) that's that's for me like i don't care what people think it's just like i know in my mind and i know that i had sex with jada right I wouldn't let nobody know. Right, yeah. Do, so do you, do you hear that, Jada Pinkett Smith? Because I think she listens to our show sometimes. So if you're listening, Jada, you know, Sean can, hey. be, Sean can be discreet. Hey, I, yeah, I, I, I love you, Jada. I loved you <laughs> since uh, 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 Low Down Dirty Shane. I love you so much. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> She's a very beautiful, beautiful lady. She really, she really is. Yeah. Oh, have y'all seen her? You know, I know we're not going to the movie portion, but have y'all seen her in the new Matrix movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. the Matrix movie, though. I, like, I didn't like it so much. I'm sorry. Is that bad I, to say? It, it wasn't that good. It was okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the... Yeah, there were things I liked and things I didn't like about it. to revisit it. the world. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, it gave a better ending to what the third one was. But it was just like, did it really need to have another movie? Yeah. yeah. You know what? You know what I think? My, what I would have liked to see 
I don't. It felt it felt too rushed. Like there was they packed so much in because you think about that first trilogy. In the first one, it was just like Neo, uh, getting familiar with the world and like he and and getting familiar with the real world and like you didn't even did they even go to Zion in that first one? No, they didn't go. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you didn't even see Zion until the second. One. And I think with this one, they I think they should have taken it slower because they wrapped up. It could have been a whole trilogy, right? I guess is what I'm trying to say. Everything they did in this movie, they could have slowed down, taken their time with it, and really it should have been a trilogy. There was so much there. I just, yeah, it was, I just wish they had slowed down. It was too much. Well, it was even a lot. In the trilo- even within the trilogy, it, it gets kind of weird. Like, the first movie, it's, it's like, this will expand the culture's mind. Of, of you know the real world us you know right <laughs> this is going to be amazing and then i remember when like matrix 2 was was coming out and being previewed people were like it's the matrix but it's a highway fight scene <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was like all of, like the cool heady stuff kind of just went away yeah mm-hmm. well and the, yeah and it's 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 there but yeah there was more of a fo- that, that that first that first movie was so mind-blowing because nobody knew what it was nobody knew what to expect it was so new it was so different, and I well, I was like sixteen at the time, so I was the perfect age to where like I saw it in the theater, and I was like, "What the fuck!" Like, <laughs> like yeah. you know, just like rewired my shit. Um, but and I think I also think part of it is my expectations were so high because I wanted this one to do the same thing. I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, Wachowskis are coming, or or just one of them, Lana." It was just whichever one it was. I was, you know, I was like the they got the Wachowskis coming back. You, you got Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss. I was like, I want, I just want to have my dome flip the way I did in 1999, and I, that's a that, that those are high. That's a high expectation. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I don't I mean, because you you've had a lot to think about since 1999. Right? Yes, that's right, true. Right. You know, well, we're all yeah older, and you know, just like you know what they were doing in that movie is, you know, is, like, small to what they're doing now in movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Well, and, and so I... Think I, I haven't talked to any 16-year-olds, really. Like, that's the point. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. maybe they were now indoctrined into that. Because it's been a long time since those three movies, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I also think that they were just... They were telling a different story with this one, right? Like, she just wasn't... she she wasn't trying to do the same thing with this movie. It wasn't not that this movie wasn't uh, philosophical and not that it didn't have like deep themes, but I feel like it was a lot more personal, right? Like it was, it was a lot less, I don't know. I don't want to use the word preachy because I feel like that has a negative connotation, but it was a lot less like, you know, pontificating and it was, I felt more personal and intimate to like it, it yeah it was a more personal story that the director was trying to tell which i totally dig it's just not what i was expecting when i went in you know and you know, i think that the biggest part for me that was missing was Lawrence Fishburne mm-hmm. not having him in it it's just like it was just the presence of him in those other movies just like and not having that is kind of took away from the movie and they got that guy, and it was just like, they can just get another black bald guy just to replace him. And it's just, <laughs> no, he's Lawrence Fishburne. Right. Like, he's the reason. But Lawrence Fishburne, I was just, uh, Lawrence Fishburne didn't get a call to do this movie. And he's filming, he ended up filming the TV show MacGruber while they was filming this. Oh, really? And I, and I just told my dad, 
he made a better choice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. He, made a better, he made a better choice. Like, he made have you guys seen that first? That, I saw the first episode. It was really no, good. I have, no, I have not seen it. You can watch it for free. But then, like, I didn't realize this. You could watch it for free. And then it's like, you got to have the paid version of uh, Peacock or whatever it's on. Okay. And I was like, oh, you got me. You got yeah, me. I, I, got, I got the Peacock network. It's actually okay. And you got it's the whole actually, season. Yeah. Yeah, I got, I got, I got. Uh, it's actually pretty nice, so um, I'm, I'm gonna check it out. I got the first episode saved, so I'm, gonna, I'm gonna watch it because, man, I love that character. So, Chris <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wig has a pretty funny like song that's not as funny at first, but then it becomes very funny. Oh, it is oh. in the episode. Yeah, it, I'm not. Gonna... Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yeah, no, and, the, and the, nobody could step into Lawrence Fishburne's shoes, but no. I did like I I liked what they did with that character. How spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen Matrix Resurrections, but <laughs> I, right. I I I did enjoy that it wasn't quite Morpheus's character. Like it was Morpheus, but it was I like how they changed it and how they yeah. like it, it wasn't Morpheus, right? It, it was it kind of was, but it wasn't. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and one thing, the one thing that bug me and it, it's just a small thing it really has nothing to do with the plot it just is like it just didn't make sense to me so you know they go back to zion or whatever uh place it is it's not zion io io yeah that's what it is yeah, yeah so you know people can go in and out of the matrix mm-hmm. and um one girl she kept changing you know when she goes in the matrix it said you know it's what you think of when you see yourself right so she goes into the Matrix, and she has a different hairstyle. Neo uh-huh. goes back. He has his hair and his beard and stuff. When Niobe, Jada's character, goes in, so she's a 70-year-old woman. But then when she goes back into the Matrix, she's still a 70-year-old woman. <laughs> and I don't know why that bothered me. She was going in the Matrix. I said, so you still see yourself as an old woman? You could be, and you can look like any time that you want in right. your life. Yeah, you know what? Maybe maybe you'd like to you'd like to feel like your twenty or thirty year old self, but maybe after like years of her waking up like being seventy, like with her back and like having to get out of maybe you just can't she just right. can't help it. She yeah, she's just like, No, I fucking I know I'm seventy, I fucking feel it, right. you know. But I did I do have to say I loved I really liked the beginning of that movie. I liked all the stuff like all the meta stuff and where how they were talking about um uh just like trilogies and expectations and like coming back and revisiting where where it was basically just uh, I think it was Lana Wachowski uh, if it was if if it was Lily I think it was Lana. Anyway. I'm, I'm but but I but I like how she was like basically in the dialogue like just giving her opinion on coming back and doing this and what that what that meant and and you know how what expectations would be like i loved the first part of it and then it, yeah it, it went in a direction i didn't expect for better and worse so yeah but like i really want to see her um like i really wanted to see her succeed in it because yeah. i can like looking at interviews with her i'm pretty sure like it was just like it was a mission goal for her yeah and just like i will you know instead of going to the matrix i actually want to see you know she's solo directing now just like i want to see what you do next you know i actually yeah. you know her doing that by herself is it, it was great like yeah. it, it look it looked great it was thing it's just that the story wasn't there but it's was just like i wanted to want to see what she does next you know like if they offer her like a 
DC movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if they offer her that, I actually want to see what happened, you know, yeah. what's her take. Well, and a lot of stuff they did between the first Matrix or the, you know, the, the Matrix movies and, and now, I've enjoyed a lot of it. it I, I don't think a lot of it has hit maybe critically, but like uh, Cloud Atlas, I really enjoyed. Even like Jupiter Ascending is a fun watch. I mean, it's 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 weird. Everybody, everybody who said they watched that movie, they said it's a really it's really fun. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth a watch. And the TV show they did. Sense eight, um, it's oh, like, that, oh, that, that was them. That was them. I fucking I, love that show. That's one of my favorite shows. I love that show. Yeah, um, speed. I, you know what? I'm a big Speed Racer fan. Like, speed Racer. You know, yeah. Yeah. You know. It's, it's, yeah. You gotta. You know. Not have seizures when you watch it, but like it's a really <laughs> good movie. Like. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good movie. I love and I love all the actors in it and stuff. So I I really like Speed Racer. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one too. Yeah, it looked gorgeous. It but, looked gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to, so I want to jump into the movie you brought to us, Sean, uh, to talk yeah. about tonight. I had not seen this movie. Uh, uh-huh. so, so do you want to do you want to give this movie a little bit of an intro, kind of talk about um, your thoughts on this movie and and why you chose it to talk about tonight? Sure. Uh, the uh, the movie is People Underneath the Stairs, mm-hmm. and um. I didn't, um, I think it came out in 93, 92? 91, 91. One, okay. Um, I remember this movie, um, we used to go to vacation all the time. Uh, we used to go on vacation all the time. And um, every time we stopped at a hotel room, it was playing there. <laughs> and so that ended up how we watched it. Like me and my cousins ended up watching that movie all the time. And then... We and then for one Christmas, uh, my dad got us the VHS for it, and I finally got to see the entire movie because it was literally <laughs> the clips of it. It'd be like <laughs> the middle part and the ending, and I never saw the beginning of it. Right. So you like pull up to the hotel and you're like, guys, we gotta go. Yeah, yeah we're just like, oh, the movie's on. We're gonna be late. Yeah, you used to watch yeah. it all the time, and then like my dad was just like, what the hell are you guys watching? Like. All the time. When is um, it? And you know, but, and that's it's funny. And I, I'm gonna sound like a geezer saying this, but it, it really is funny how like kid, these kids today, but they they really don't understand what it was like when you could only catch a show or a movie when it came on HBO, and you yeah. and you'd come in, you know, 20, 30, 40 minutes into the movie, and you're like, well, I, okay, maybe maybe I'll go back and catch the beginning of this movie sometime, you know? Like, yeah, my grandfather. Because you remember, like, the VHSs, uh, it's going to sound like the old old man thing, but the VHSs, um, you remember they used to have, like, the nine-hour long, like, tapes, like, the, so they have blank tapes, okay. yeah, and it'd be, like, nine hours, and it's like, it's nine hours, so what my grandfather did was he bought HBO, and he would just, at night, put that in there, and then hit record, right. and he would record nine hours of HBO. Right, yeah. so he so and he could get all the all the all the taxicab confessions and the real oh, sex and all. <laughs> so there is one legendary tape. No, there's two legendary tapes. Two legendary tapes. There's one. Um, is the movie Adventures in Babysitting is the first movie. Okay. Oh, yeah. Nice. I fucking love that movie. Yeah. I love that movie so much. Yeah. Right after that, it was a Robert Townsend Partners in Crime comedy special. Robert okay. Townsend used to have like all the people from um, 
um, from his movie um, Hollywood Shuffle, and they performed a whole show. So it'll be all the cast members. So you see, like, Keenan Ivory Wayans, you see John Witherspoon, and oh. sketches. Nice. And then he would host it, and he would bring out, like, MC Hammer or Bobby Brown, and then he would do stand-up, then show sketches, and they have comedians come out, like Sinbad or Damon Wayans and stuff and all that, right? Right. That was second. Then third, like, third, like, me and my brother and my sister used to watch it all the time. And then it'll kind of be black, and then you see real sex. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Right. And that was literally the first time that I saw like that stuff. And I was like, "Oh man, this is this is this is insane." <laughs> <laughs> and You're like, people can I, do this. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What?" There was one about uh, what was, I can oh, do this with Jada. <laughs> yeah, like Jada, what Jada? <laughs> but no, it was like Seymour Butts um, was doing a BD, a CD ROM game. And they went to France, and it was just women who would perform bottom, bottomless. And it's just like I just remember that, and that's just like, oh man, this is in this is insane. And they did a they did a parody of this old house called this old this old whorehouse. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like I'll be sketched in the middle of this. It was called this old whorehouse. <laughs> and um, yeah, and I bought a VHS tape because we still have all those tapes, and I got that like that tape wrapped up. <laughs> so I was just like, I'm gonna watch this shit again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's some weird like I man, it's interesting to think like what it would be like or what it was like to work at HBO at that time when they're like planning that programming and like <laughs> like yeah. how do you even yeah. brainstorm that kind of shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um but yeah, so when you go to you know, when we go to the hotels it'd be like free HBO, so we used to watch it all the time but like catch the ending. So when I finally watched the whole movie, um, um, as a young black kid, to see another black kid on as the lead of a movie mm-hmm. always made me feel like always made me feel good because it's just like back in the day you never really saw that. Right. And so I was like, man, this movie. And even when I was younger, I was like, this movie is important to me for some reason. So um, it stars Brandon Ad- uh, Brandon Quinton Adams, mm-hmm. who is literally one of my favorite actors of all time. He's been in Mighty Ducks. Mighty he was Ducks. In Sandlot, you yep. know, he was in um, um, the Smooth Criminal music video, and yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Been in a bunch every, of every prolific character, like from from movies, like like when you were a kid, when like you, it was like your formative years. This kid was in. I mean the, the the I mean oh my god the Sandlot and Mighty Ducks. I mean those are yeah. huge. It's like they, those are huge. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah he was he was that he was that guy like he was in like a bunch of like guest starring roles he had he played two different roles on um, Fresh Prince you know <laughs> like well he's yeah. he and he's he's so good I mean he's yeah. so like authentic and I, yeah. I mean he does a great job in this you know absolutely. Yeah, but yeah, he's so he's in it. Um, uh, Ben Rames is in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Ben Rames is in it. Um, not for very long, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he's ben good. He's... Yeah. Um, um, there's this guy, um, Everett McGill. That's what his name is. Mm-hmm. Everett McGill. He was in Quest for Fire, and he was in this movie Silver Bullet. Uh, is he the older guy? Yeah, he's the he's older the guy. Grandpa. He... No, 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 yeah. no, no. Well, Everett McGill well, is, he, no, no, he's no. like the man, he's the man, the, 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 man, you know, yeah. the guy, yeah, from um, Twin Peaks, right? The grandpa, yeah. yeah, he's, oh yeah, he's on Twin Peaks, Twin isn't Peaks, he? yeah. Hey man, the, um, the mom the grandpa, and the guy. I think it was, uh, what's his name? It's Bill, I used to get Bill, his name. Bill Cobbs, 
Bill Cobb. Bill Cobb, yes. He's another guy who was in a bunch of movies of yeah. growing up. Yeah. And he's still alive, though. No, that's crazy. That yeah, dude, he's, he's like in his 90s, still working. That's Whoa. awesome. Well, you know, and and he looks so familiar. And, he, and you're right. He's one of those guys who are like, I know I've seen him in a million things. But he's the guy in uh, Demolition Man. He's like the old cop that knows oh, Sylvester yeah, Stallone yeah. when he gets thought oh, out. Yeah, he, yeah. He's like he's like John Spartan. Yeah, John Spartan. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. like, he I know like you, you old bastard. <laughs> yeah, he's, he also, uh, what's the other movie he was in? Oh, he's in um, uh, Trading Places, who works at the bar where Eddie Murphy comes in. Oh, okay. And just like, I thought you owe me money. And Eddie Murphy's just like, here's your measly $20. <laughs> 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 he plays like, yeah, he plays like the bartender in there. It's like, here's your measly $20. Yeah. 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 No, that, that was Murphy good. Mitchell. And they also like. Oh, you. Yeah, I work on it. But, uh-huh. well, and and the, the girl who plays the daughter, Alice, I, I she looked super familiar to me. And I finally, like, after watching the movie, I looked it up. I realized I know her from uh, Escape from L.A., the John yeah. Carpenter movie. The, she's, the she's the daughter. I think she's like, oh, man, it's been so long since I've seen that movie. But Snake Plissken goes, I think, to save the president's daughter. And I think that's her. Oh, wow. So, wow. Yeah. I've we, seen that movie long. She's yeah. like 47 years old now. Okay. What, really? I think that's right. Yeah. Wow. Wow, because I know Brandon Adams is like only like forty two, so yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah. crazy to see like kid, you know, people who are kids in the nineties in these movies, and it seems because I don't know ninety one like simultaneously seems like j- just a couple years ago, but also like forever ago, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so then like you look up these actors and you're like, oh, they're only dude's only like forty five now. He's not even that old, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, his running his running buddies, um. Uh, his running buddies was uh, Kenan Thompson, Kel Mitchell, Jason Weaver, um, uh, Jason Weaver, Dulé Hill. They were all in Jaleel White, Makai, like all of really? them used to just hang out with each other because yeah. they used to cool. go on missions with each other. Nice. And yeah, and you go on like their Instagram and stuff, like um, you go on Instagram and everything, you just see like them like liking each other's posts and commenting and stuff, and just like, oh yeah, <laughs> man, all oh, look, they all friends. Oh man, I should follow that guy on Instagram. We should, yep. you know, what? I'm gonna try to get him on the show. Maybe we'll see if see if yeah. we get Brandon Adams to to talk about yeah. the movie. You know what? It's actually I, I I know I'm going off the movie, but like with him, he actually um it, he actually stopped acting. And it's actually a really tragic story why he stopped acting. Um, Melvin Santana, um, he was on the Steve Harvey show. Okay. He played Romeo on the Steve Harvey show, but he was also on the Cosby show. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. They were best friends. And it's a whole investigation thing. They did a whole story about it. Um, he was dating somebody. Uh, Melvin Santana was dating somebody. And um, the girl was cheating on him with like some local rapper. And she had a was baby. It, was it August oh, Augustine? <laughs> yeah, I was like, it was, it was August, August, August Augustine. <laughs> it's not about Jada. <laughs> He's coming after Melvin Santana. Uh, <laughs> but then, <laughs> but yeah, he um, but uh, turned out the baby wasn't his. So he was just like, okay, I'm I'm done. And him and Melvin uh, Santana was in a car and. Those, that guy shot up that car 
and he was in it, and it, Melvin Santana died, Ooh, and he was in the passenger seat. Wow. Yeah. That's fucking yeah, crazy. Did he get so, Did he get hit at all, or was he okay? No, he was okay. Damn. But like, yeah, he got hit, so he just kind of was just like, "Hey, fuck acting! Like, I don't want to do this no more." And I think like he's trying to get back into stuff because now he's going to comic cons. He's doing stuff with like the Sandlot crew and the Mighty Ducks crew mm-hmm. and stuff. So he's still doing stuff, but like he was kind of just like, "I don't want to act no more right now." But I hope I think he is going to start doing more acting and everything. Because huh. just like, dude, I just want to see you in like a bunch of stuff, man. Just like you, you're one of my favorites, man. <laughs> right. He was so good, make so good Mighty as Ducks a kid. With all yeah, he's in Mighty Ducks. Yeah, they should remake right. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Jesse, Jesse Hall. <laughs> in that movie is literally like my top five favorite characters of all time because he is a black kid playing hockey and there's nothing apologizing about it. Like he is a straight street kid playing hockey. It's right. just like, yeah, he's not pretending he's not doing anything. He's like real, like he real, he will fight somebody, throw down, like he would like cut the motherfucker. Like he is insane. <laughs> Yeah, man. Oh, man, Mighty Ducks too. When you had Keenan, I remember that scene. Yeah, it was like, oh, hockey with rollerblades. I never. I remember being young and being yeah, like, oh, that yeah. makes sense. That's great. And it was just insane. And then the Keenan character is just like, watch this, the fucking knuckle puck. Knuckle you know, puck. Like, oh, like, I remember yeah. that. <laughs> Damn. Like, it was like the child of the '90s brain just like exploded all <laughs> over like my giant television. You know. Yeah, it was in Central. It was in. Uh, 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 <laughs> Uh, South Central Los Angeles playing hockey and just like I don't think that happens but hey it's good to see you see all the graffiti you see all the graffiti and stuff and then like like Keenan okay if Keenan was like into hockey that's one thing but not your brother and his friends who are all hood <laughs> playing right. hockey it's just like I don't think that happens right yeah I would love to think that happens but I, I don't yeah. think that happens and yeah, then just... if you look closely there's just like an empty basketball court right next to the place they play hockey. Yeah. Right. 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 It's just like, okay, you can get with, with the character Jesse because he is in Minnesota and he's trying to become friends with these people. It's like, okay, if they play hockey, I have to play hockey. But South Central Los Angeles? Like, like no. A bunch of hood kids playing hockey? Nah, that's not happening. That's funny. Well, that's I want to, b- before we, yeah, I wanna... just like, you know, like, Man, that's a that's a good premise. I think you should take that premise, yeah, man. That's good. that's what. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, like, if I do the so, I uh, have you guys seen the new Mighty Duck show? No. Mm-mm. It's no. okay. I watch. So it's on Disney Plus. It the first episode. Those kids on the show. I don't. It's not authentic how the kids were in the original movie. Like you can tell, like all these kids on here are like kid actors. Mm-hmm. And then when you watch the Mighty Ducks, you're just like, oh, these are some street urchin kids, you know? Like <laughs> it's different. Like all the kids are polished. They did one episode um, where the some of the Mighty Ducks came back to um, some of the Mighty Ducks came back to um, talk to uh, like they was getting an award for winning the district and stuff like years ago. And so they were like, oh, let's talk to Coach Bombay. And it just didn't seem – they had, like, all the famous ones weren't there. Like, right. <laughs> like you know, all the, you know, Joshua Jackson and Keenan and, you know, Brandon <laughs> Adams, like, Goldberg, you know, all, none of them were there. <laughs> but they had Connie and they had Kenny Wu, who was like – you know, they had all those kids. 
but just like, okay, that's cool and all. They had Bolton, which he, you know, he's actually pretty popular. You know, the guy who uh, played Bolton, he's in like uh, Daredevil and he's been in like a bunch of other stuff. Um, But yeah, he was like the most famous one out of like the kids that came back. (laughs) And yeah, and it was just like, oh, you know, we won the district and stuff. And then I was just like, Joshua Jackson and Keenan are here. (laughs) Right. Yeah. What was, and really what, like, what's Joshua Jackson doing nowadays? I I, I haven't seen that guy in a while. He could have made an appearance. What? He has a show on the Peacock Network. Does he? Right back around. Yeah. Okay. All right. (laughs) All the Peacock. (laughs) Nobody watches, but he's on there. I so I want to before I want to dive into like the plot and the themes of the movie. Yeah, but yeah. we but while we're still on actors, I one one other guy I want to point out the guy who plays Roach, Sean Whalen. Yeah. Is I know I know this guy from Twister because I used to watch the movie Twister all the oh, time yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. And then I I was I remember I remembered him from this commercial, but as I was digging into Wait, it a little was bit, was he the Ching guy? Um, I don't know. Maybe he might be. You're talking about the Ching. Okay, sorry, I don't know. I we'll have to look at what. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I don't know if that's him, though. Yeah, I don't okay. know. Sorry, but he, go ahead. But he was in. No, the... no, I know what you're talking about, though. <laughs> well, <laughs> but sorry, he, he was in the first Got Milk commercial, which okay. I didn't know was directed by Michael Bay, apparently directed that commercial. <laughs> but it's, it's the one where he's like, he's in a history museum and he takes a bite of a peanut butter sandwich and there's a radio show that's like, Call in if you know who shot Alexander Hamilton. And he's like, Aaron Burr! Aaron Burr! And he, oh, he yeah. knows the answer's Aaron Burr, but he can't say it. So that was <laughs> that was this guy was in the first Got Milk commercial. Wow. And, yeah, and, um, yeah. It's like if you're wanting a scary guy that you don't have to purchase prosthetic teeth for, you get, <laughs> yeah. Roach, get the guy who played Roach. Yeah. He was just on, um, uh, cause I was like, you know, nothing to do. He's on, um, um, the, one of the new episodes of Keenan's show. Okay. And, yeah, and so Keenan was saying that he was on the show, and he tagged on Instagram. Keenan tagged Brendan Adams, said, "Look, I got your boy on my show." <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's like, "I got your boy on my show." <laughs> oh man, that well, that scene where he like, she's like, she's like, he can't talk. They cut his tongue out. And he like sticks that prosthetic tongue out and it's all stitched up. And he's like, eh, eh, eh. Yeah. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, this is terrible. <laughs> that poor guy. <laughs> yeah. That's, 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 that's awful. And so, I mean, I think that if Roach had a different life, like he would have been like, like a structural engineer. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like he, like he's like constructed all this shit, like within the walls of, of this place, not just like under the stairs, you know, no. it's like, there's a whole other house beyond the walls of it, you know, yeah. which is amazing. It's a labyrinth. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's a it's a house with just booby traps where it didn't need, didn't need to be booby traps. Like, there's so much space in this house. Yeah, well, and he's like he builds the trap door for the dog at one point. It's like perfectly yeah, dog shaped. Like, yeah, just like yeah, and he's just walking around. They're shooting walls in the house. <laughs> yeah. The dad, the dad must be like a drywall expert. Because like he just walks around with a, with a shotgun blowing holes in the walls all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this movie, for anybody who hasn't seen it, uh, you know, so it's about, it starts out with this character, Fool, who it's, it's like his birthday, right? His sister does a tarot card for his yeah. reading for his birthday. And so his mom's got cancer. His sister's got kids. 
and and they're getting evicted because they haven't. They're like three days late on their rent or whatever, right? So yeah, it's three days. It's like yeah, three days. And so they they say there's like a clause in the contract where if you're three days late on your rent, then you got to pay triple rent. Triple. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was like, what? But but so this is. <laughs> And I know they've used this in other movies since, and this goes back. In, this ties into a lot of the thematic stuff and what Wes, Cra- Wes Craven was trying to say with this movie. But um, yeah. like you just mentioned, Daredevil. This is like a huge. This is like the plot or one of the plots of Daredevil season one. Right? Is they're trying yeah. to they're trying to get all these people out of these of this low income housing or like fixed fixed um, whatever it is fixed rent, and. Um, so they can tear them down and build, as they say in this movie, get clean people in the condos, right? <laughs> Which uh, I think we all know what they mean there. But they, but so they they're they're get they're getting evicted, and so Ving Rhames, who uh, he's a hustler, maybe also his sister's pimp. I'm not sure. It seems like they, yeah, it was definitely her boyfriend. But it, it like I just watched it recently, and it's kind of implied that she was. You know. He talks about somebody. I think it was either her or someone else turning tricks. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I heard that, but I, I couldn't didn't catch if it was if he was referring to the sister. Yeah, yeah. Just a quick, yeah. just a quick pimp line. Just one quick throwaway pimp line. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> but so yeah. then, so then they go. So Ving Rhames takes his kid because he's like, well, you can help me. Basically, like you could put in some work, make some money, and and take care of your family, right? So he goes with Ving Rhames and this other guy. Well, wait, no. Right before that happens, um, something happens, but then Fool like kicks him. Okay, he kicks Ving Rhames. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Then, he kicks him. Yeah. He has the exact energy of Marcellus Wallace. <laughs> like after he'd just been raped. Like he looks at Fool and he's just like he looks at Fool and just like I'm about to get medieval. Well, and you know, I have to, I, I almost wonder, because Pulp Fiction only came out like three years after this, I have to wonder yeah. if he saw this movie and he was like, yo, yeah, Ving Rhames, Gimp Suit, D- done. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> did. I didn't think about that, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 Quentin Tarantino was like, yep, all right, putting those in the script, adding that to my movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but so then they go, they go to like case this house and, uh. And because they want to rob it, and it's basically you realize it's the landlord's house, and he's supposed to have some like secret stash of gold or whatever, and they end up going into the house and getting trapped into the house, and pretty much like that's the rest of the movie. The most the the most of the rest of the movie is fool trying to survive this house of horrors, and then later on he meets Alice and try and yeah. his attempts to rescue her as well, yeah. right. To explain to the to our maybe a listener who hasn't li- watched this movie a little bit about the title, this dude has like he's got like six grunge bands living under his house. <laughs> he has six grunge bands. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, fucking yeah, he he's got them he's got them all under there. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, yeah. Because yeah, that, that one main one. It looks exactly like Kirk Cobain. Yeah. <laughs> well, and do you know? Do you know what his name? I don't right, know if right. it's. If it's... <laughs> well, and then in the credits, or I guess his, his that character's name is Stairmaster. Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. He's the Stairmaster. <laughs> Isn't that great? They don't remember. They just call, say it in the credits. I love it. Yeah. 
about it is because you know we go back to like the plot and stuff, but like it's really goes off of what you think the movie is. Mm-hmm. Like you hear the title, like people underneath the stairs, and just like they're not even the worst thing in that movie. No, not at all. And, uh, no, and that's what I really love about it. It's just like yeah, it just goes off to what you think it is. Like yeah. Yeah, and there's and it's and you know kind of to get a little bit deeper into the movie and what West, which I it's not it's not a terribly subtle movie. You know, I think a, a lot of the themes and stuff he's talking about in this movie are barely subtext. I mean, it's pretty textual, yeah. but um, oh, it, it's a it's a testament of the time. Um, fools in the basement, and there's that TV that's on, and he turns it, and it's like the Desert Storm War is okay. going on on the television. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, and it's definitely an indictment of the Reagan era, and I think even that, uh, what's the character, Everett McGill, is that his name? Yeah, Everett McGill. I think he's even, like, the way his hair is done, I think he's even supposed to look like Reagan, and oh, he, wow. he calls oh. his his partner, sister, whatever that weirdness is, uh, calls her mommy, which I guess Reagan would call Nancy Reagan, Ronald Reagan would yeah. call her, you know, mommy. Uh, so they're definitely supposed to be, like, so they're supposed to represent like Reagan's America and and even like that house in general, I think is kind of like Reagan, uh, upper class, wealthy white society. Right. And you, I mean, you've got the, all the grunge bands in the basement. I think like that's mass incarceration, obviously. Right. Like they're hoarding all the wealth. Uh, oh, and the kid even says, he even says when he goes in the vault, he's like, uh, he's like, Oh, so this is why there isn't, there's no money in the ghetto. Right. Yeah, so like, yeah. So the the movie's not subtle, but but I, you know, I still, I, I loved it. I, it was such a, such a fun watch. Say when like the police come and then, um, um, father, um, he's wearing the hat and it looks like Reagan when he used to like go golfing and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Like and then he's just like all all American when he sees like the uh, police and stuff. Right. Yeah, and when the cops are just, like, automatically on their side. And he's even, like, hiding shit in the... Like, he opens up the wall, and there's just, like, guns and all kinds of shit in there. And the, he, like, closes it, and, and 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 she's like, uh, she's like, sometimes I feel like the prisoner with all these criminals out here, you know? And the cop's like, oh, I know what you mean, ma'am. You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they hear... Why did they park their van in the driveway? I never, I got that, and I was like, what the hell? Yeah, well, see, yeah. I, I I think they thought that, they have well, I think the house was empty, and they weren't planning to rob it then. They were just casing it, right? So they were just supposed yeah. to, like, they were just supposed yeah. to check it out, but then he thought that his partner, uh, Spencer, the white guy, whatever his name was, yeah. he thought he was going to, like, fuck him over and go in there and take all the gold coins. So then Ving, oh, Ving, right. Ving Rames wanted to go in because he thought his partner was, like, fucking him over so it was like they they were only supposed to be casing the place but then they got oh. yeah i think like they fucked up it was a bad call obviously yeah because yeah. uh they have full dress up to go you know kind of like knock on the door as a boy and scout I, I forgot that his partner went in first yeah okay. yeah I, I forgot about that i oh no the partner went in second did well, he go in second well after yes, well because... the, the boy goes to the door and she yeah. turns him away you know, he's like, oh, he's like, inside. He, Sorry, he's like, Sean. He's like I got to use the bathroom. And she's like, no, get out of here. <laughs> Scram. Yeah. And then, and then the white guy comes up as like the gas company or something. And she lets him in, but she basically just like 
throws him down to the people. <laughs> she just like throws him in the cellar. He didn't even do nothing. He, he could have just went in there and did his job, and he just he just killed a random person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, well, and what I thought this was funny. What's well, when he tells when the boy tells Ving Rays that he's dead, he's like, "Are you sure he's dead?" And he's like, "He's like, oh yeah, you thought he was white before, <laughs> like." <you should> <laughs> He's like he's dead, <laughs> but there are a couple other great lines like um, right in the beginning there. Uh, what's the boy says something? Um, fool says something, and Ving Rhames' character is like, uh, he's like, oh yeah, maybe the president's gonna make me secretary of pussy. You know, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, I what thought about that for too long? It was like, what would that mean? Like, I yeah, what, what would that job entail? <laughs> right, it's just like. It's just like, man, man, I mean, can I run on that? Like, <laughs> can, I, can, can I get elected to that? Like, right. Is, is that the same thing as Secretary of the Interior? Is that, you know? <laughs> it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then I, I also like when Fool yell when the Rottweiler's attacking them, he's like, He's like your mother sleeps with cats. Like he's insult. He's insulting and the, that's dog. the dog. I'm really pissed. Oh yeah, the, <laughs> the, 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 the anthropomorphized it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Prince. Yeah, Prince. <laughs> the Prince dog, got pissed. Like, like, oh, they hurt the dog's feelings. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a very vicious dog. They did a oh, great job filming too. that thing lunging and running. Yeah. It, was, it was scary. Yeah, yeah that, that 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 dog. Is probably the most evil, <laughs> evil being in that movie. To be honest with you, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. and they and they end up uh, shocking him through the. He like grabs the doorknob and then grabs being Rames and they shock the dog like through their bodies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then you just see full shaking. Yeah, he's just it's like twitching. Like Bill Nye, it was Bill Nye the so, science guy experiment. Yeah, it's such a '90s thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, when he when he tests the door at before that, when Fool runs up to the knob, he gets like cartoony style shot out. Yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some there's some like pretty funny ridiculousness to this movie as yeah. well. But yeah, when it's always like the '90s, um, the '90s uh, uh, fall. So when a fool's escaping out of the house and he has to jump into the pond, mm-hmm. you see him jump, but you can clearly tell it's like a like a forty seven year old man, and just <laughs> yeah. like his, he has the same clothes on, but his legs limbs are extra long, and just <laughs> right. like whoa, <laughs> and he gets in there, and then you just see fool do, like uh, swimming away. They used to do that all the time in the nineties. Like if you see any nineties movie, somebody jumping out of a plane or jumping like jumping out of a helicopter or off a building. Always right. like, whoa. <laughs> and if it was like a lady, it was definitely like a dude with like stubble and like a definite <laughs> wig on. And he's falling out of the helicopter. Yeah. Well, and I think there was there was even a shot in this where like Ving Rhames character, uh, Leroy, was getting attacked by the dog behind the couch. And like the camera cuts back to him at one point, and I was like, "That's obviously not Ving Rhames. Like that's that's some that's just some dude. Like that is not Ving right, Rhames." Right. There is a um um in the movie Beverly Hills Cop, and I I had to rewind this because I was like, I can't believe it. So when he goes to um when he goes to um the restaurant to see the bad guy and stuff, 
Okay. And you know, here he was he was, you know, telling the uh Major D that uh he had Serpent Hit Blacks ten. Uh <laughs> where he was just like, I'm gonna go talk to Victor Mayhem because you know, we were hanging out yesterday. All that <laughs> so when the guy attacks him when a guy attacks Axel Foley, um, he does like, you know, he does like a police karate move and throws him into like a cake and stuff. Uh-huh. If you slow it down, it looks like the stunt double for Eddie Murphy is, um, uh, what's his name from, um, Police Academy, uh, Bubba Smith. Like, he has, it's not him, but like, he has a giant afro and a <laughs> thick mustache, but he's wearing the exact same Murphy, uh, clothes as Eddie Murphy. And he throws him into the cake. <laughs> That's what you're like, right. You're like, you couldn't find somebody who looked a little more like Eddie Murphy? <laughs> or like me. But I, um, but I think. Uh, somebody brought that up to Eddie Murphy and he was saying I was filming SNL at the same time. Uh-huh. Okay. And he said like, oh. he said that movie um, Trading Places for 48 Hours he goes I'm in a fight scene but I'm just punching. You never see me get punched because I was doing SNL at the same time and he said I got punched once in 48 Hours and they had to uh, cover my face with a bunch of makeup and stuff and then he was like I told them like I can't get punched and that he was filming that his last season of SNL was uh, that movie? Huh. And he, he threw the thing. He said he didn't even do no fight scenes in that movie. Like <laughs> that's yeah. He's like can't don't can't mess up the money maker here. <laughs> you can't mess up the money maker. You know. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Let's see. I've got a couple other things like marked down here. Just like there's one point when he's like going into a room and the dog comes in and he just like punches the dog in the face. Out of you, full just like clocks the dog. <laughs> That's like more than what Ving Rames could do. Right, yeah. Yeah. Why, like, why would that kid stronger than Ving Rames? <laughs> I mean, like, fool, like, there's like two scenes, right? There's one Ving Rames and then Fool, and they both have the dog on top of them and are equally able to hold the dog's massive head off of off of themselves. Right. <laughs> well, and then there's, well, and then Ving Rames had that plan when the dog was coming after him, he was like, okay, fool, you stand in the middle of the room. I'm going to hide behind this couch and I'm, I'm going to hit the dog. And then the dog comes in. The, and then, well, the dog comes in and Ving Rames just gets impatient. He like looks up and the dog's like, oh, that I'm going to fucking attack that guy. It's like Ving Rames could just. There's some more, there's some more meat right there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 It was just like he was gonna let fool die in order to be okay. Like, <laughs> right? It's just like, funny if if it had come out that Quentin Tarantino had stolen even more, and like the dog was like humping Ving Rhames' leg or something. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's just, well, I, I got a character. Oh, you know what? That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that's uh, again part of like the deeper commentary Craven was going for because anytime anyone like acts selfishly and tries to fuck each other over like Spencer or Ving Rhames, um, they get killed. Like they suffer negative consequences. Yeah. And then at the end, it's really when the whole community comes together. Cause that, like that, that's the ending is all, like not, not only does his sister and, and grandpa come, but like the whole community shows up to be like, you know, Hey, we're done. Like we're done putting up with this, you know? Yeah. But, um, uh, what was the uh, so? There's a shot in the movie where Ben Rames is face down, like he's laying face down. And his face is yeah. in like a vent. Yeah. 
that used to haunt that scene for some reason when I was younger used to just haunt me. Like I'll go around the corner and just see somebody's face in a vent. And it just like scared me. Like and I remember just like jump scaring every time like Ben Ranks would wake up, like, did you hear somebody? You know, that scared the hell out of me. Oh, can I guess you. why maybe? Can I guess why maybe that scared you? Because if you think about it, like, Ving Rhames' character, that might be the closest to, like, a father figure at the time. You know, it's like his sister's boyfriend. But it's, yeah. also, it's also the one adult, because he's still a fucking kid. That's yeah. the one adult he's in this creepy house with. And when, you, when Ving Rhames pops himself out of there, he looks very scared. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Very different than any other role I've ever seen him in. Even you know they never show Ving Rhames like he's never at the computer in the Mission Impossible movie. Like oh my god, I'm so fucking scared. I'm gonna get, re- <laughs> yeah. get unhacked. You know like like he looks really scared and 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 to see to see fool then is scared because he's like oh god the one the 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 muscle the one adult you know is one is adult great. yeah and like you know fool is scared but he's keeping his composure like he's just like yo we have to get out of here. And Ben Reigns is worried about, like, oh, my God, the dog. Like, I hear people underneath. Like, I hear people downstairs. Like, oh, yeah. what if they're coming? You know, hey, the guy's coming. But Bull's just like. Did you see his gun? Do you know what kind of holes that those put in people? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right, right. He's just like, yo, we need to get out of here. Like, yeah, that's his whole. Bull's mission before he meets um, before he meets her is just like, we need to get out of here. And even when he meets her, he's just like, yo, we need to go. And she's like, no one has ever left. And he's yeah. like, well, I'm not like everybody, you know. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Like, hey, hey. But then yeah, she goes, uh, she goes to get out. You need to go more in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like the worst house of horrors ever. Yeah. But like it's but it's like the like I love the like it's not what you think. Like the people underneath the stairs are not necessarily the problem. Yeah. No. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah, what I like, and, and talking about the, the Alice and her relationship with her mom is like, because like, she's obviously terribly abused, right? And and so I think that's also a kind of commentary on, like, her being, like, forced into, like, a traditional woman's role of, like, being subservient and submissive and, like, uh, and it's being forced upon her by her mother, by another woman, right? So it's like, it's like women teaching women how to be uh, like doormats and, and get walked on. You know what I mean? Like generation after generation. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that when he, when she throw, when she has her clean up Ben Rames' blood. Yeah. In the world. Oh, yeah. Before her birthday, I think it throws her in there and then she throws her into the blazing hot water. Yeah. It's, it's literally heartbreaking when you see that. Like, yeah. Yeah watching the movie recently it's just like oh my god like yeah yeah well and they're and 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 i mean this is kind of morbid uh but like i like this i read this news story years ago and it come like every once in a while i'll be taking a shower and it just pops into my head but it's this guy who was in a prison I, i i think maybe he had some mental health needs um but he, he like, wouldn't stop yelling. I, I don't know what the deal was. Maybe he needed to see a doctor. But they, like, as punishment for this guy, they, they like, locked him, the, the officers, the guards, like, shut him into, like, a shower stall and turned the water all the way up, right? Like, the heat all the way up. And, like, du- like the dude basically melted. Like, you know, and, like, I don't know, man. Like, that, that just 
trying to imagine. Yeah. That's so fucked, man. That's so fucked up. Yeah, you know? it really like, and prison showers must have really good water pressure. That's... Dude, like fucking better than Philly. Go fucking shower there, man. Uh, I got a cousin. He's been in. He's been in prison for at least. I, I want to say almost twenty years. Mm. Oh shit. Almost 20 years. Um, I got a cousin. He's been here 20 years. Yeah. But him and Daniel Craig have uh, something in common. They was both in a movie with Jeffrey Wright. Okay. Jeffrey Wright did a movie, an HBO movie, where he played a prisoner. And um, he played a prisoner and um, he was getting out. It was he played a prisoner. He's been in prison for 30 years for murdering somebody. He finally got parole. And this is about the movie, him trying to readjust. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Wright shot the prison in Pendleton Maximum Security Prison. Okay. If you watch the movie, one of the people in his gang is my cousin. <laughs> really? And then, yeah, and so if you see the end of the movie, it says, it says, Christopher, it says, uh, it says Christopher Jones, prisoner number four. <laughs> okay. And, he said that he still makes money off that. He got a SAG credit. No, really? I was going to make a joke about that. Are you Yo, fucking kidding he's me? He's got a SAG credit. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, that might be the only one ever. Yeah. Dude, he and he talked about it. Like, I talked about it. He's like, he said, man, Jeff Wright's a really nice guy, man. He said he just <laughs> coming over to everybody, talking. And, you know, he asked me about my family and everything. And he said, he's just a really nice guy, man. And then he said, and then, like, the last day on set, he bought everybody, like, steak dinners in the prison. And he was just, like, really nice guy, man. And then uh, uh, I asked him, I was like, did you, did you, did one of your friends want to, like, test him and stuff? And then he was just like, you know, I was going to let that happen. <laughs> and then he said they was going to give me extra 30 years if they heard Jeffrey Wright. <laughs> I said, all right, I got you. I got you. <laughs> Jeffrey Wright was protected. Yeah, but um, but that yeah, that dude, that Ben Reigns, him laying on the ground, man, it like it haunted me for years. Like that scene, I don't know why. After all all the crazy shit in that movie, that one is like the thing that always got me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can I can see that because that is a scary. Yeah, because he's walking down the hallway and you don't know what he's walking into. You know, yeah, like. You know, I, I have expected him to. Like, you just saw someone else dead. Yeah. Right yeah. before that. Then Ving Rames looks dead. Yeah. 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 And you know, like, I have expected him to pull his back, him back and, like, his face be gone or something, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah. So, all right. Was, oh, you know what? I want to ask you guys if there's anything else uh, about this movie we want to, you want to talk about. But I, I noticed about halfway through, maybe a little more than halfway through the movie, how their their insult or what they would say about everybody they were like well he can burn in hell she could just burn in hell you burn in hell so then like for the last part of the movie every time they would say burn in hell and they even said it like at the very end she's like well you could just burn in hell i kept i fucking cracked me up man i was like (laughs) yeah when alice finally turns she looks at him and goes burn in hell yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. And, yeah, and also, also about that movie, um, I watching it recently, um, watching it recently, I know he was in the Gimp costume, but yeah. I, maybe I was younger, I didn't really notice, but I'm pretty sure he was molesting Alice. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. It's and hinted when I was at. younger, I never noticed that. And then in there, I was just like, oh, that's that's why he loves Alice that much. Like, yeah. And yeah. then him thinking, it's just like, y'all so, it's just like, y'all so racist to your core. You're horrible people, but they're racist to their core. They were worried about Alice maybe had, had maybe touched fool. And, you know, maybe touch school or did something with them. And they was like, she's a lousy whore. Right, yeah. It's just like, y'all, it's like, y'all so racist. Like, not only like y'all murderers or cannibals, <laughs> you know, y'all, y'all still children and stuff, but you're racist on top of that. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. And to be, yeah, to be like a, uh, just like a, an abusive, like molesting piece of shit and then be worried that she might have touched a black guy. I mean, like, that's, that's, that's like. You know, you know that there are people like that. You know that that's yes. a re- you know that that's a real person. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot. To, there's a lot to like about this movie. I hadn't seen. I had. I don't think I'd seen it at all before last night. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I watch this movie all the time, and then uh, my brother for Christmas got me the Blu-ray of it. Yeah, because yeah. you're talking about how much I love that movie, and um. Yeah, it's just, it, it always stuck with me because I was just like, it was a black kid lead mm-hmm. in this super rated R movie yeah. that they never really did that before. Um, Jordan Peele based Get Out off of this movie. Oh, no kidding. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. he was saying that, you know, he wanted to see, um, he wanted to see black people in a horror movie but make it at the end. Yeah. And so he always said this movie was his inspiration of it. Cause he was like, I could do this movie and this movie, but he said, he saw that movie. He was like, they don't make movies like that anymore. Yeah. So he just, why don't I do it? So he was like, that was a big inspiration. This movie was a big inspiration for him. Yeah. I, I now that you pointed out, I can totally see, like I can absolutely see how get out is like a, a, a spiritual successor to this movie. I could yeah. totally, I could totally see that. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. But, yeah. But yeah, I, I, but yeah, I, I, I love this. I, I love this movie so much. It's, it's so fucked up. Yeah. There's the chopping people up. There's a scene where he's like cutting like uh, pieces out of Ben Rames and like and, eating it. Like obviously and chewing. He's eating it. Like, yeah. yeah. He's like eating yeah. it. Listeners, I want you to know that this is my favorite part about doing this podcast, is that meeting people and talking to people that love one movie in particular so much. Sean, the entire time he was talking, had the biggest fucking grin on his face. (laughs) He was talking about the worst horrific shit, but was smiling. (laughs) The biggest smile the entire time. Yeah, and then, like, right, right, he's, like, cutting, yeah, he's cutting people, and then, um, uh, yeah, and uh, throws the fool into the room and automatically thinks they're gonna eat him. Right. He's yeah. just like he throws him in there and they just kinda help him out. Like right. like <laughs> like they just kinda be like uh, kind of feel bad for this kid. Yo, there's roach over there. You know, they don't really touch him and you think that they're gonna like eat him. <laughs> right. Well and that's the thing. And that's the thing. Yeah, he expects he expects that they're gonna you know, like crabs in a barrel, like it's going to be dog eat dog. And they're, and what saves them in the end is that like, uh, class solidarity, you know, is that like that, uh, yeah, just like coming together and working together is what, is what saves everybody in the end, you know? Yeah. And then especially like, I love when they like crash up yeah. through the stairs and they grab, uh, the woman, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Stairmaster, man. Stairmaster. Stairmaster. That's amazing. They called him that. I didn't know that. I didn't know they called him that. They never say it. It's just in there. Yeah, I don't think it. They don't say it, but yeah. Well, if you watch if you watch a movie on on Prime on a laptop anyway, like I do, and and you you hover over to the left of the screen, it'll give it'll pop up a little like trivia, and then the cast that's on the screen at the moment. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And then it's it it shows him, and it's like stairmaster. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I had no I had no idea where that, but you're saying that Brunch Band is just it's. Perfect. Like, yeah, I love several grunge bands in their cellar. That's, yeah. that's perfect what this movie, like, what, they, what they are in there. Um, my favorite line in the movie, my favorite line in the movie is when, because it it, the movie ends so 90s, like there's a bunch of uh, dynamite everywhere. Right, yeah. And the dynamite. Yeah. And so, like, he sets it up, and then, you know, fool's just like, I'm going to blast you. And he's like, yeah, you better not move, boy. And then he was just like, what you going to do? And then fool just says, I'm tired of fucking around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's just like, okay. Like, you finally got the kid to curse. Like, he's just like, I'm tired of fucking around. Yeah. Boom. And <laughs> like blows the guy. And I love, like you said, in true nineties fashion, he's able to dive out of the way of the explosion. And then the whole house explodes. But he's still, but Fool's fine, you know. Yeah, Fool's fine. Fool's you know. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dad guy's fine. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah. yeah. He just, like, slips into the water. Yeah, he slips into the water where he put off the dead people. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's so comical at the end of the movie, but I still love it. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, lo- yeah, I love this movie, man. <laughs> yeah. My favorite. And the, like, Literally, the entire neighborhood comes, like, you know, he, he's asked, like, Bull ends up like, hey, I need help and stuff. And his sister's just like, I don't know if we can, you know, yeah. get that, everything. And everybody helps. But if you look in the crowd, it's not just, you know, it's not just, um like, black people or Latino people. Right. It's white people. It's like, it's it's just like, oh. Everybody who lives in the ghetto, <laughs> that right. stuff. Yeah, it didn't, like they didn't give a fuck. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's the uh, whole community. Yeah, yeah, it's the whole community of like, man, we just live in terrible. Like we just live in this terrible neighborhood. <laughs> but like, yeah, and they own not just the building it was in, but like the entire neighborhood. Right. Every yeah, because they point out yeah, because they also own and the liquor, liquor store. They own the liquor store. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Well, well and I think <laughs> that's that's the. Uh, you know, and I don't know if we've said specifically the term gentrification, but I think that's the the implication is that he that guy yeah. just kind of owns the whole area, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, and there, there is the payoff. I think we should mention before ending this, but you know, like um, Fool is given by Roach uh, like four or five gold coins, right? Yeah, which I read were actually authentic ones. In oh. 1990, uh, it was a one one of those coins was worth seven hundred dollars or something like that. Oh wow! Four or five, yeah. Huh. Yeah. The well, I mean, I, they they made it seem like it was worth a lot more. Right. Yeah. Like, right, yeah. This is this covers rent for a long time. Yeah. And your <laughs> mom, we're gonna cut the you know we're gonna cut the tumor out of her body. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. You're like we're gonna do all this, but shows you how like fool was like okay, they could have you know that could have ended the movie like oh i got it but 
but he her sister even said like you should don't go back there don't go back yeah. don't go save her and stuff yeah. he was, i gotta i gotta do it because i yeah. promise he's gonna come back for her oh and yeah and, well and i think he even says i think he says something like somebody's got to do it so like why not me or it's got to be me yeah. something like yeah. that he's like somebody needs to do this so i'm gonna step up and do it you know yeah and that's and that's a good yeah. And when he and and not only yeah, he doesn't just keep the coins for himself. But when he when he blows up the house, it starts raining the cash down, right? Mm-hmm. It's like immediately an immediate redistribution of wealth, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah very good. Oh, did you think it was weird that like when he went back to the house, like it was like it's like the first thing that happens is he hears them praying. So the old couple were like, this little fucking kid is coming back to the house. Have you seen Home Alone? Yeah, I've seen Home Alone. He's coming back. He's going to try to get us. <laughs> right. Well, there there were a couple moments where it was like, when would they have had the time to set up that trap? Like this intricate recording. Like they had all, they had like a reel to reel tape. Right. And then. Yeah, right. It took three takes. Three, yeah, right. Three times to do it. But then. Right. But then also there's a moment where Fool, and this was, it was as cool as it was unbelievable, and when would he have had the time to do that? But when the, the, the man character goes in, and the coins are like, plink, plink, yeah. and they're stuck in the candle, and like, that's a cool idea. It's not super realistic, but... It was but... way too clever to think of on the fly. Yeah. On the fly, and then, and then he comes in and just goes, oh, you count. I've done it myself. Yeah. Like, just like, so you just being there just counting coins, like, just... <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and automatically hear the sound, and he knows that he's going to kill him, and automatically thinks that a kid's just going to stop everything and start counting coins when they're out to kill him, like... Yeah. That's the sound of coins being melted off a candle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on to you. It wasn't just, like, one or two. It was, like, a whole, like, candelabra of... <laughs> ridiculous but i i loved yeah. it it was it was still fun and then the the two level um the two level chimney where they yeah. at the top of the chimney yeah so then okay well we have to go out through the door maybe i go out through the door so they're like okay so they're in the chimney so they go down it and then they make a noise and then he shoots the gun like he got him and they do a home alone dropping the brick on top of his head yeah yeah so they drop it and Alice and Fool is going down, but that's only one chimney. Yeah. But then there's a second chimney that they actually go out of. So it's just like, do the houses have two double chimneys? Yeah. They have double chimneys that's on different floors. Like. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I I I know this. Oh. I, um, yeah. When I was a little kid, we when we moved from California to Indiana, right? My dad retired from the Air Force. We bought an old house, old limestone house, right? Probably built in the friggin' 20s or 30s, right? <clears throat> and we had a basement. And it, it's actually simple when you think about it. The basement had a fireplace. And they just extended the chimney up into the living room. And there was a fireplace in the living room. Wow. Huh. And then it went up out of the ceiling. It, it wasn't like an extravagant house at all. It just was like... It just was made. It made sense in the construction of right the, to do it that way. Place, if you think about it, yeah, that's interesting though. Yeah, I didn't know that that yeah. was the thing. Yeah, I didn't either. actually to um 
because I think you might find it interesting. In the living room, we had a Ben Franklin fireplace. Ben Franklin invented this particular fireplace that was your normal fireplace. Um, and then there were uh, the heat element would ev- um, not evaporate, but like go out both sides of, of the fire of the, where the fire is and come out these little slots in the wall. Huh. It was a super old house. And again, it was it was one store. It was like one story. It just happened to have a basement. It wasn't anything incredible. It was just that was the most most interesting thing about the house that I lived in when I was a little kid. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. That's, there were these limestone slots in the wall. Limestone slots in the wall of the fireplace. Where the heat would come out? came out on the sides. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I've seen, I think I've seen and that, And I learned yeah. later. The Ben Franklin fireplace. He See, I, I thought I thought you were gonna say you had to like tie a kite to the wood and like yeah. let it fly up the chimney, and then it would get struck by lightning, and that's yeah. where the where the fire would come from. And then the people that my father kept down there in the basement, <laughs> they would they, they would keep feeding the fire down below to heat us up in the winter. Nice, yeah, right? Nice. <laughs> Uh, just, yeah, had that old cartoony like uh, presser. Where- oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next week we're going to be talking about 2014's The Babadook. So make sure to revisit that one before next week. And as always, you can follow us on social media on Facebook at Danger Explosion Presents Head Cannon, on Instagram at Head Cannon Pod, on Twitter at Horror Movie. Pod, and you can also visit the subreddit r slash horror movie pod. All right, well we uh we're we're running up against time here. Um, do you okay. guys you guys have a, an idea for your head cannon, or I can go first? It doesn't matter to me. Oh, you go ahead. Oh, I've got two. Can I go first with one, and then you go, and then either Sean or I can go for my second. Yeah, one? yeah, Brent, Brent, you can go first and last. Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> And only, only because the last time we recorded, which will not be the next episode that we put out, but I, I, th- I feel like I really like, I, 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 I threw a, a low pitch. It was bad. I've, you, you, you'll have that. I've, I've done it. We've all done. We've all done it. You'll have that. Right. So, so my initial head cannon, and you guys brought it up earlier. In fact, you brought up both of my head cannons. <laughs> but it's okay. It's not what you think. My first one though is that they say burn in hell, like way too many times yeah where it's like a catchphrase and i thought it'd be funny if it was like it was like running with like some sort of burger king marketing and he was just like eat a flame broiled burger <laughs> i love it bird in hell <laughs> bird in hell Have also eat. commercial support like on the outsides <laughs> i love it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bk charbroiled right. bird in hell bird in hell <laughs> that's right, right. <laughs> and then you see the commercial, and yeah. then it's either um, it's like a, like burning hell, like you see like the little like uh, cutaway of like the person going burning hell, flame boiled, like you know like steam, <laughs> and it's like burning hell, and it's like flame boiled, and the last one is just like Burger King, the, you know, the, have it your way, and then it's Alice going burning hell. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think yeah, I think those are uh, Burger yeah, King needs to get on actually, it. Actually, like remember the BK Squad? Oh, the BK. I don't know if I do. Have, there's a little cartoon of them in the House of Horrors. The <laughs> little boy in the wheelchair is like going down the hall like real fast, and the dogs following him. <laughs> oh God. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Okay. I'll I'll go ahead and give my head cannon, and then and then Sean will get yours. Mine is just very simple. It's it's I like to imagine a happy ending, right? Like they they took care of Fool's mom. She recovered from cancer, and so he's a little bit older now. He's like maybe sixteen or seventeen, and he's uh he's been through this traumatic ordeal, but he's he's making the best of it, and and you know like uh learning from it, you know, and using things that he learned from this terrible ordeal. So his, um, one night he wants to go, he wants to go out to a party or whatever. And his mom doesn't want to let him go. So he sneaks out the window and he's gone. But then, so his mom wakes up in the middle of the night and she goes to his room. She's like going to check on fool. Right. But she listens in and she hears him in there. Like now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord, my soul to keep. And she's like, oh, okay, good fools. He's good. He's being a good boy in there. She goes back to bed. Little does she know, it's an elaborate reel-to-reel recording that he set up to fool her into thinking that he's still in there uh, saying his prayers when he's really out at a party. So Right, right. <laughs> That's my right. head cannon. <laughs> right, I like it. <laughs> All right, so Sean, what do you got? Did you think of a head cannon? If not, that's fine. It's it's up to you. Um, I actually want to see... Um a prequel of them taking some of the kids, you know, right. Cause they, you know, you never, they never said like, Oh, do they go to a hospital and take them? You know, they never get that. But like, it's an elaborate thing. Cause they said that all the kids who got their cut tongues cut out because they were being naughty. So, you know, like a fucked up thing where they talk back and then just like cut off the tongue, throw them in the thing. Let's go grab another child. You know, you know, <laughs> right. just to see that it could be like a 20 minute thing. Like, you know, just be like, this is the lead up to it. And then you see the people underneath the stairs, you know, like, you know, just to show you how messed up this was. Yeah. A montage of him like building all that crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, him going, him going to the shop and buying the gimp costume. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, like, you know is what? that the most random thing in the movie? Yeah. Look. Like, it's not even like they show him putting it on. He just comes out of a room with a gimp costume. Yeah. I, I was like, is that like another person? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Well, and then there's and then there's one. It's like another throwaway line where I think it's right after he lets fool get away. She's like. Oh yeah, she's like, quit firing that gun. She's like, get in here, go into your room and put on your suit. Like she like tells him to go put on his gimp suit at one point. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yes. <laughs> but it's like fool thinks it's open. Like like it's fool that's like you know thinks he hears the recording, thinks it's in there. And he just comes in with a gimp costume, choking him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's random. It's like you know what it's like. It's like an old school Batman. When Bruce Wayne goes down the pole and he comes down the other end, and he has his bat suit on. <laughs> it sounds yeah. like something that crazy bastard would create. Right, <laughs> he like goes down. A, he comes down. He's got his gimp suit on. <laughs> he just comes in and slaps fool, and then like chokes him a little bit. Like, What's going on? And you really don't know that it's him. Like you were saying, like you really don't know it's him until he starts talking. Right. You know, it's like costume. <laughs> yeah. What a random, what a weird random thing to include. Yeah. Like I said, I love this. This movie's so fucked up. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brent, what you got? What's your last one? Are you, I think you're muted. 
damn, I think I said some funny shit and just like it never even raised up the thing. But I, I was like saying shit with you guys. I was with you like for the past 35, 47 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I like, I love that. Yeah. No, trust me, guys. I was saying some real funny shit. <laughs> Wait, did you get it real? heard me when i said he, he slid down the pole right yep, yeah we okay, heard that okay, okay, never mind it wasn't yeah, 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 yeah. i That's why the gimp doesn't talk. I talk. I, oh my god, dude, you're blowing my mind here. Change from the beginning. <laughs> I know, right? I wanted to be relatable with a possible audience. I thought maybe Soundgarden would know. Oh shit! Oh man. Well, anything else, Sean? Is there anything you want to plug or, or direct people to at the moment? Or um, right now, um, uh, not. I really got nothing. If you guys want to come to the Children's Museum of Indianapolis, yeah. I'm there every day. You know, come to support it. Um, um, I what? have a, uh, I support him right now. I have a buddy, and his name is Emmanuel Carter, and he has a Nickelodeon show called Noggin Nose, and um, he just won an Emmy for it, daytime nice. Emmy. He nice. lives, he lives in Carmel. One of my best friends, so he's moving up right now. So actually, me and him um, are doing. We're going to be doing some stuff. I might be directing soon. So. Yeah, I might be directing soon, so we're gonna try to uh, get some stuff going. So I will definitely let you guys know when when that happens. So yeah, please do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, good talking, man. It's it's uh, oh, man. man. Yeah, I missed you guys, man. Like, yeah, this is awesome to talk to you guys. But we'll do this again. 
Oh, please, please, yeah, invite Think me, of man. another movie you want to talk about, man. We'll do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was great talking to you, man. I miss you guys, so. Yeah, miss you too, man. Yeah, it was definitely good talking to you. This was a good time. Yeah. So, thank you for listening to Head Cannon. <laughs> <laughs>